good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta, thanking you for being with me. The scriptures have uh, many words that uh, highlight various aspects of our redemption in Christ. Uh, words like justification, sanctification, glorification, uh, adoption is actually, in my mind, one of the more intriguing words, and uh, it hasn't been given the same degree of theological consideration that justification has. But the idea of adoption is really deeply rooted in Scripture. I mean, Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's family. Jesus himself was adopted by his foster father, Joseph. And my guest, uh, Kelly Nikandeha, is very familiar with the concept. She was adopted as a child and is now an adoptive mom. So she's joining us with reflection on uh, adoption and the mystery of belonging to God's family. Kelly is the author of Adopted, the Sacrament of Belonging in a Fractured World. She's co-director and chief storyteller for Communities of Hope. Uh, It's a community development enterprise in Burundi and a co-founder of Amahoro uh, Africa, an ongoing conversation between theologians and practitioners within uh, the African cultural context. Kelly, good to have you with me. Well, thank you very much. You pronounced all of those words perfectly. (laughs) You should have heard me before we went on the air. I said, I do terrible with these names. (laughs) Well, you did wonderfully. It's good to be with you today. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Why don't we begin with your story? Um, Sure. And now, are you working in Burundi now? Yes. So my husband and I do community development work in Burundi, um, and then I currently am in in Arizona right now, um, just for a little while. But Mm -hmm. yes, that is our day job. Okay. It's a very poor country, right? Yes. According to the United Nations, it's one of the fifth poorest countries in the world, and right now really suffering um, under the weight of chronic malnourishment. Mm. So we have a lot of work cut out for us. Yeah. Uh, is it uh, largely Christian? Yes. Burundi is actually about 85% Catholic. Okay. Uh, there's a, you know, a, a good amount of Protestant and then maybe about 2% um, Muslim. Okay. Okay. So there's a, so there's a, a kind of a majoritarian worldview rooted in Christianity? I mean, is it a, how deep does the Christianity go, I guess, in the culture? I would say it still is. Most people would have a working knowledge um, of Christianity, and that that still informs a good portion of how people, you know, their worldview. Okay. Even up in the rural communities, you still have, you know, a Catholic church. There's a lot of um, sisters that are involved doing medical work and whatnot, and so they kind of give hands and feet. Uh, to the message of Jesus and the, you know, people's understanding of Christianity. So I'd say that still is a pretty good world for you okay. in Burundi. Now, tell us about your own personal story. Uh, you were adopted at what age? I was adopted when I was three months old. Ooh, okay. So, yes, yeah, so, you know, right right away, I my, my birth mother worked with a a Catholic adoption agency, mm-hmm. so that, you know, as soon as I was born, there was a foster family waiting for me, and within a few months, I was in my home with my, my now mother and father, 
and we celebrate that every year, our adoption day. I've just celebrated my 48th <laughs> adoption day, so I'm pretty deep into uh, the experience of adoption. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a domestic adoption. It was a closed adoption. All the records are sealed. Oh. And to this day, I know nothing about my birth family. Oh, is that is that uh, good or bad? Well, for me, it hasn't been bad. Okay. I know all of us have a different experience when it comes to uh, how we understand our relinquishment. Uh, for me, it was never negative. I figured this woman gave the best that she could give me at that time. Sure. And she set me up, you know, to move into a wonderful family. And I, I have always wished her well that she was also able to move on to a new chapter um, in her life. So for me, that has not been problematic. But it is a lot of what people are curious about when they find out I'm adoption, yeah. adopted is how much do you know? Now, yeah. on the other end of my story, uh, I, my husband and I have adopted two beautiful Burundian babies. Yeah. We have a son and a daughter. And how old and, are they? Uh, they have been home with us for 12 years. Okay. Uh, so they are uh, 13 and a half, each of them. Okay. So they are not twins. They're four months apart. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, that is a different experience of adoption um, in that it is an international right. adoption. And there are different dynamics. My daughter um, is what we would call an AIDS orphan. Her mother and father oh. both uh, had HIV AIDS, and, and that is how they both died. Oh. Uh, whereas my son is what we would consider an orphan of extreme poverty. His, his mother relinquished him because she just couldn't yeah. financially care for him. So I have a lot of different aspects of adoptions within my own experience. Yeah. Now, is your your daughter, I assume, is not HIV positive? No, she's not. Okay. She she was hmm. testing positive for the virus for the first about two years of her life. Yeah. And she did have all the classic indicators, you know, the failure to thrive. Yeah. And when we met her, she was on a hospice order. Wow. Um, so we brought her home, you know, we started that process recognizing that her life may not be long, but she still deserves to be in a family and be yeah. loved. And yeah, I I believe it was, you know, God's goodness that the first time she had an official medical, you know, a draw at the U.S. Embassy of her blood, first time she ever tested negative. <laughs> and so she was able to come home with us and Whoa. You know, a lot of medical professions will say, well, those were the antibodies flushing out of her system, you know, her mom's antibodies. Yeah. But the fact that it happened right <laughs> when we needed it to, I believe, was the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we believe that God healed her. Uh, so she's now very strong, healthy, robust 13-year-old girl. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is beautiful. You yeah. Know, I, I was... Uh, overhearing a documentary the other day, I was cleaning some stuff in my office and I had a documentary on, and they mentioned um, Steve Jobs uh, was adopted. And they referred to an experience uh, at school where somebody said to him, and he must have been seven, six, seven, eight years old. He was young, grammar school. Um, And some kids said to him, you're adopted, that means your mother didn't want you or your parents didn't want you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a very, very belittling remark. Uh, how common is that kind of attitude? Growing up, I would say that was fairly common. I had schoolmates say similar things really? to me. 
okay. that that must mean you weren't you weren't wanted. Um, I also had people say, "Oh, does that mean that somebody put you in a basket at your at the doorstep of your your mom and dad's house? Does that mean your parents found you in a garbage you know dumpster?" <laughs> Um, And I think it's a credit to my parents that when I heard those comments, rather than being hurt, I recognized, oh, these people don't understand um, about adoption and how it works. And so I took on the role of kind of becoming um, an ambassador for adoption and saying, no, 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 that's not how it works. Even as a kid? Even as a kid. I mean, (laughs) I, I remember first grade sitting at the elementary school table and a little girl with pigtails saying these things to me and just even at that young age felt pretty comfortable saying, oh, no, no, that's not how it works. That's not how my mom and dad brought me home. And then I would tell them the story. But my mom and dad did a wonderful job of talking about adoption, uh, having books available. And really, back then, there weren't many books so I give my parents a lot of credit for being so resourceful um, so that I felt comfortable with that story and comfortable to then help others understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I would say growing up, very common that, you know, if you were let go, um, so there was something about you. You were unwanted. And, of course, then things they would say about birth parents. There was a, a lot of stigma around, you know, women who would relinquish their children. So mm. that was quite common. Oh. Uh- when did the theological dimension of adoption become significant for you? Or the biblical dimension? I'm not sure how your story goes right. here. Well, I think I have always been deeply attracted to the Scripture. Mm-hmm. So at a young age, you know, going to Sunday school and hearing the biblical stories, uh, I remember, you know, sitting on the floor <laughs> in a semicircle in, you know, St. Nicholas as uh, our fellowship hall, uh-huh. and hearing the stories, you know, of Moses and Esther and whatnot, and I was always deeply attracted to biblical stories, but I was always looking for stories that, of course, mirrored my own. Yes. yes. And so I think early on I was deeply attracted to Moses because he was adopted like me. Mm-hmm. So I think that seed, you know, kind of dropped into my my life early, I'd say elementary school, uh, that recognition that there were adopted people in the Bible. Yeah, and a, and a big one, too. Moses, <laughs> Moses yeah. is a big one, yeah. Moses is a big one, and of course, Jesus. I had never heard anybody else talk about Jesus being adopted, um, and but it was so clear to me that that's exactly what you, Joseph stepped in <laughs> as the adoptive father. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. Yes. And so when my own experience, I think, gave me eyes to see that in Scripture as Mm -hmm. I was growing. Now I would eventually uh, go to seminary and, you know, dive deeper into theology and Mm -hmm. biblical studies, etc. And so, of course, I think the combination of my study and my experience has allowed me to see those adoptive gestures um, in other places in Scripture, mm-hmm. like understanding God's expansive, inclusive, generous family. Yeah. You know, you look and you recognize, oh, I, I get it. Um, I think adoption helps me see that when we talk about God's family, it isn't just a religious, 
um, utopian uh, little vision. It's, mm-hmm. it's real, because I know that I am deeply a member of my family, yes. both as a mother and a child. I know that that is real, that that adoption, it's tangible. So when I hear that in Scripture, it's so clear to me, oh, we really are, you and I really are siblings in God's family, and so we behave that way towards one another now, because Mm -hmm. we know that that will also be the eternal um, position we have as, you know, family members of God. So I think that kind of came to me early on. Okay. Kelly, hold it there. We've got to take a break right now. We'll come back. And uh, talk, uh, talk, uh, I want to talk more about this concreteness of God's family. Uh, you often hear people say blood's thicker than water. Not if it's baptism, though.